The views, advice, opinions, and beliefs of the participants of the Into the Woo podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Into the Woo or the Resonant Creatives Collective Network and are intended for entertainment purposes only. This podcast is a safe space to celebrate unbridled spirituality in its infinite manifestations. Be aware that the content is adult in nature and we openly discuss topics which could be triggering to some people. If you are in spiritual crisis please reach out to a certified professional for counseling. We thank you for listening and please enjoy the show. CCN. So before we actually get to our guest tonight, my co-host Nimue is going to jump in and she's going to share some things about body channeling. So Nimue, um, just take it, take it away. Yeah. So I brought this up kind of briefly, I guess, when I was on this podcast a little bit ago, but I am offering a new service called body channeling with the Lyrans. And body channeling for me is when I enter into somebody's energetic field and sort of intuit through claircognizance and and just kind of feeling in my own body where there might be trauma stored or kind of energetic blockages. So I use my experience as a massage therapist, which I did for 12 years, combined with sort of the higher dimensional information that I get from the Lyrans as to how to work with some of those energies and clear that stuff out. So there's like some 3D stuff that you get to do. There's some higher dimensional stuff you get to do, some contemplative stuff. And it's really rad. Like body channeling in general is something I think so many people do and don't realize. If you are feeling stuff in your body when you're reading cards for somebody, if you're channeling and you start to notice like, oh, I have a headache all of a sudden, it, it's it's our bodies are like radios. Like they just transmit so many different frequencies. So I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, if anybody is interested, feel free to reach out if they have any questions about it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's a really exciting new um thing that you're doing and i actually um want to talk to you later about doing that because i have never had anybody channel from like lyrans i guess before so i think that that's great the lyrans are ridiculous like they will it's the kind of channeling session that is uh definitely going to be on the brutally honest side so it's something to keep in mind when working with lyran energy but that's a conversation for another time absolutely i mean you and i can definitely take that um and and run with it later. Um, anyway, uh, so we are on episode six. I cannot even believe that we are on episode six. Our guest tonight is a psychic, an intuitive, a tarot reader, a mom of two, a seamstress and designer. Her name is Sarah Fournier. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes, you said that right. For like the, one oh, of the first people ever. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you just say hallelujah? I I said hallelujah, but hallelujah is actually pretty freaking yeah. good. Maybe we should maybe we should uh, steal that. I like that. It's very revelt, and I approve. <sighs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I approve too. <laughs> um, Sarah is currently very much just wearing her mom hat at the moment. Um, so we're actually going to tell you where to find her um, at a later time. Um, her wee bean is just three weeks old. So um, Sarah, as readers, we know a variety of ways to connect and interpret messages. So even amongst the three of us, we have so much variation. Can you tell us a little bit more about your process? Yeah, it's pretty basic. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I do a meditation first. A lot of times, like, I'll shower to cleanse my energy because I fully believe in water and meditation combined. And, you know, I cleanse with sage. And I don't connect to like your guides. I ask my guides to connect with your guides and translate the messages. Cause anytime I've tried to connect to someone's guides directly, well, a few times it comes out like a foggy, like a cloudy mess. I can't always translate what they're saying. I don't know if that's just cause I'm used to my guides or whatever more, but, um, and I like candles. I mean, that's about it. That's about as far as it goes. And I just trust what I hear. That's perfect. I am. Um, I'm very much in the same boat as you. Um, I also have my guides like interpret. So I totally get what you mean when you talk about like how they just interpret things in a way that you can understand. And I think that really is just meant to be because then that way you can then relay the message that you need to relay to the person that you're working with. Yeah, exactly. So Sarah, hi, congratulations, Hello. first of all, on being a mom of a wee bean, of a wee Jasper. Um, Thank you. So with respect to, and, and I, I don't know if maybe we should do one before the other, because I really want to know about your awakening story. Um, I'm very, very intrigued. And <laughs> basically how that led you to the path that you're on now, both as a reader, as a mom, and um, as a, a community member of this weird cult, not cult, <laughs> that we're all in. Totally a cult. <laughs> no. Totally. <laughs> oh my god, but it, like, we aren't we the best cult ever, where we're like, right. like, here, let us just show you that you have all the power and control inside of you. <laughs> yeah, and whatever you believe is true, and we're not gonna <laughs> make you believe anything specific, exactly. So I was a heroin addict and I overdosed and I had a near-death experience. And in that experience, I was a part of, I mean, we've all kind of heard these stories a little. It's pretty much what you've heard from so many people already, but I'll still explain it. I mean, I was a part of this divine source and in a telepathic communication with it. And, um, you know, I was in a lot of pain in my life during that time. Um, I was, I, I had tried to get clean and, you know, I just, I had like this death wish at the time or whatever. I struggled with a lot of depression and stuff like that. I was just tired, you know? So when I died, all the human body sensations, it's nothing I can even put in words. I feel like if, if you've never experienced it, I can't explain it to you either. Just everything melted away, everything. And all the pain, all my suffering, everything. And I did even like physical, you know, and everything. And, um, and I just, it was home and it was 
something that I've experienced in waking life here my whole life. Um, and that's how I found that connection to it. You know, like I was like, oh, this has been here my whole life. Like, I remember this. I know you. I understand. And so ever since that, that's like how I've, I've just intuitively, I never knew what I was really talking to. Like, I didn't put a name on it because I had issues with the, um, like a biblical God and everything, but I, I just knew it was some divine source, something. And, and it was me, you know what I mean? Um, it was like me talking to myself. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain because we are all one, you know, in the higher dimensions. And then I went, I was still having the avatar issues after that, like my addiction. And so I still had to like heal all these traumas and everything. So I went like another eight years because let's see, I got clean in 2018 this time where I actually stayed clean. I went another eight years on and off of drugs trying to stay clean. And then I went to, uh, and I, I'm not promoting a 12-step program or bashing it or anything. I have no opinion on that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't do the meetings and stuff anymore for my own personal reasons. But I did the 12-step program, and I did it super fast. This woman walked up to me in a meeting after I shared, and she was like, okay, you need the fast route because you were an IV drug user, and you were like that banging instant gratification type thing. And she's like, I think you need a banging instant gratification recovery. And here is this way that they used to do it in this one program. And it worked for so many people. And it was like all the 12 steps within like six weeks, like you do like two a week or something like that. So we did them. And I think we did them in less than six weeks even. Um, wow. And yeah. And so it was like, and the 12 steps are shadow work. Like that's it. It's like a blueprint to do shadow work. And any, any time you do shadow work, you level up when you heal some trauma stuff, you level up, you know? So when I finished the last step and we were on our way, she was taking me home and we were just talking regular conversation. And she was like, Sarah, you did the 12 steps. How do you feel? And right as she said that, I swear, it was like something just jolted my body. I felt like I was traveling through a tunnel. And it was so many emotions just flooded through me. It was like a activation within minutes. And I was just seeing my whole life, which this also kind of happened in my NDE too. I watched my whole life and all the my ego and my shadow and I saw it. And this happened again, like in now I'm in waking life, having what happened in my near death experience, pretty much. And I just looked at her because I am i didn't know how to feel about it. And she was like, just let it flow. Just let it go. You know, and all these emotions like I was I laughed for a second and then I was like, oh, you know, in, in a in a awe and then just like mind blown and then tears and then smiling. It was just insane. And I've never been the same ever since. And I still at that point, because when you do the, the 12 steps, you find a God of your own understanding. Mine was science. <laughs> you know, like I believe I was like, I believe in science. There may be something else, but I'm just going to say that scientifically, I know that this will help my brain if I do the da 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 da. Well, I was reconnected to that source energy again from my near death experience. I could just no longer deny it, you know. And so 
Yeah. And then um, actually I was believing in some sort of God, you know, not biblical. And then I came across Jess's podcast and I was like, that makes sense. I am the God because it was me that I was talking to in that other realm. You know what I mean? So and I just I, I still use the blueprint for shadow. Like I still practice the principles of that program. They they teach you spiritual principles and all that. And I still do my shadow work like that where where I just speak my truth and yeah that's pretty much how I got here <laughs> that's amazing yeah. like what an amazing recovery story um, yeah. and I just I kind of almost got this I guess curiosity about this woman and if she isn't also was she awake or was she just um right place right time like right kind of setup sorry to jump in I just like literally when you were talking about that, that I was like holy like applaud this woman for being <laughs> able to hold that kind of space yeah she okay so she because you she was my sponsor in the program and you sponsor people like after you've done all the steps so she was like she had done hers and had her awakening and all that and whenever I finished them she said and, and I don't know what her like spiritual beliefs are that much but I looking back I think that it's like similar to what like she would fit in with this group, because when I finished the uh, 12 and when I explained to her how I thought about biblical God and all that, she agreed. And then but she didn't try to direct me to any spiritual beliefs, you know. And in the end, she said, welcome to the fourth dimension. And I didn't know what that was. At the what? <laughs> yeah. I'm seriously sitting here. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. We need to yeah. find this woman. I am shaketh. That is so cool. <laughs> like, literally, that's so, so cool. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, um, many of us have been noticing, like, this energy cap. And I know that, like, you and I had kind of touched on it a little bit before. Um, but lately it's become like a lot more intense and limiting, um, than it had been in the past. Um, and a lot of it has to do with like us getting to know our bodies and being more connected to the energy around us. Um, now I know how it has affected me. <laughs> I want to know how in the hell that was for you during a pregnancy. <laughs> oh my gosh. The entire like this entire 2020 experience and the whole ascension process and all the th crazy things that have, it feels like I just, I'm like, I'm slow, like I'm waking up from a dream because I, you and I had talked Jess and I told you like, I've been asleep my entire pregnancy, but really like when I say asleep, I mean, I'm still in contact, you know, with my guides and I still get downloads, but I was just so in my body. And then the energy stuff, because I believe that hormones, like you're just super sensitive to everyone else's energy. I couldn't go to the grocery store, especially during all the chaos stuff when, you know, when the toilet paper thing, you know, like, I, like Terry has went every time without me and just takes a list. Like I literally, I can't, uh, like, I mean, I was like, on the couch, pretty much the whole pregnancy, like disassociated. I couldn't, I had all the brain fog stuff too. I couldn't focus on any TV shows or I couldn't read books. I put all my books down and I was scrolling Facebook like 24 seven, like almost the whole thing. I just couldn't do anything. I had that little tiny bit of energy each day and it wasn't much, you know, like I really, and it was like, just getting up and going to the bathroom 50 million times a day. That was about all the energy 
<laughs> that I had. It was it sucked, y'all. It sucked. <laughs> I was it's not like okay. I was talking about having a teaspoon of energy and I just like picture Sarah having this teaspoon with a hole in the bottom of it and it's like you <laughs> use it quick before it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, spend it wisely. Exactly. I had to um do more practices to protect my energy like spend a lot of time with crystals and I was just watering my plants and I was just drinking a bunch of water and like I, that was it I took a lot of baths to cleanse my energy like it it was rough it's I'm still coming out of it too because I'm only in the three weeks after having them so I'm still detoxing from these hormones you know oh 100% sorry I got absolutely turned around because you had um started talking about something that I was actually going to ask you about next. And it was the differences between like your first pregnancy and your second pregnancy. Now that you have had like your awakening and how the intuition was the connection. And like you were talking about um, being able to hear him while you were pregnant with him. Yeah. Um, totally different from the first one. I mean, I wasn't, of course, I wasn't even close to my awakening when I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, I had, I was, you have all these outside people and all this unsolicited advice the entire time. And especially the age I was, I had her when I was 20. So like, I didn't know how to tune that out. I didn't know how to not listen to like all these wives tales and everybody directing me and other, you know, like, I didn't know how to listen to my intuition. And this time, it's like fully intuitive. Like I, um, it's just like me and my guides and then him, um, cause he came to me in a dream in November of 2019. So when I got pregnant with him and a lot of people in the Sobers community already know this cause I was sharing about it. Like I knew I was like, I'm calling it now. It's a boy and it's the boy from my dream you know, and yes, he is. And, um, he picked his own name. Like I asked, cause I was told like my guides told me like he already has a name, you know, like, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to pick a name. And then it started getting like a few months in and I was like, you know, kind of stressing like, okay, when am I going to hear this name? I don't, I don't know a name yet. And then one night I did a meditation and I was like, okay, like, tell me his name. Like, what's your name? You know? And then the next day, cause I don't hear like right away. A lot of times, sometimes when it's something for me and a question like that, it'll come to me in a synchronicity later, you know, or, and I was just sitting in the, in the living room watching TV with my daughter and I'd heard Jasper. So I was like, oh my, you know, ding, 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 that like light bulb moment. Oh, I love, I love that you were just like, ding, ding, ding. That's how my guides um, yell at me too. Like when I'm onto something, they'll actually like put off a, a, a bell like that. And it'll be like, ding, ding, ding in my ear. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I was onto something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you like immediately go to like buy pieces of Jasper at like your nearest crystal purveyor? Cause I would have been like, oh my God, I'm going to build this baby's walls with Jasper. I'm going to make him <laughs> sheets out of it. Like and you're asking like the crystal queen over right. here. And she goes to get <laughs> crystals after. No, I didn't leave the freaking house. Like I was like in my, and plus the COVID stuff. Um, because you're more susceptible to catching it too. So I was like afraid. Oh, yeah, to leave absolutely. The house. 
But, um, and normally I would like purchase online, but I'm kind of scared to order crystals online, but somebody you in our never community- really know like where they're coming from. Right. And like to be yeah. able to feel the energy of it. I know like there's a shop here in the city that I will not even go into. And then I found out that they outsource, um, from like, like children's mining and stuff. And it's just awful. So oh, I'm like, okay, well, no, what, yeah, wow. I was like, no wonder I never felt good in that store. Um, and then there's another one that I go to all the time. And like that lady is just like the sweetest. So you definitely feel the differences between them. And so I'm I'm with you there, Sarah. I don't like to order my crystals online either. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Terry had gotten, we went to a crystal shop though one time, one day, and he got a piece, he was drawn to a piece of bumblebee jasper. And I was like, if you're drawn to it, get it you know? And I didn't know anything about Jasper at the time. And then we looked it up and I was like, oh, this is why you were drawn to that crystal. Look what it's for, you know, like that. And he carries it everywhere now. Uh, Somebody in the community though, because I got so many packages, so much love. um, Somebody sent some pieces of Jasper that are so awesome. I love. So he has some Jasper, but he will be showered in Jasper. (laughs) That's amazing. I I love Jasper. Such an interesting, like when you heard the name and and the bells were going off, was it, I'm trying to think of like the the properties of Jasper. There's so many different kinds. Like I feel like maybe the multivariance of how Jasper presents itself in 3D maybe has something to do with how he's going to embody himself in in this incarnation or something. Ooh, I like that. I don't know. Like, I don't know that much about Jack. Now that makes me want to look into that though, because that's a really cool outlook there. Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm one of the, I'm a magpie. Like I like shiny. Like I ooh quartz crystals or you know pirate ooh gimme gimme. So I Jasper didn't catch my attention up until pretty recent. I think actually mostly because I kept hearing the name in Soberish when you were talking about him coming in, and it just encouraged me to look a little bit closer. So I love that your son is already like in utero was encouraging me to look closer and slow down oh. with my relationship with crystals. Um, yeah, Jasper's a, is so cool. There's so many different kinds. It's really wild. Yeah, I love it's that beautiful. Terry was actually drawn to like a bumblebee Jasper as well, and that it just goes right along the same lines as like that Jasper. Yeah, it was one of those confirmations, like one of the synchronicities with his name. Like, wow, that was his first. That's Terry's first crystal, and this is his first son. You know, and he picked out the bumblebee Jasper before I heard his name, and I was like, whoa, that's why you were drawn to that. That's part that's of wild. Movie, but also, it's yeah. just so amazing. What are some of the other downloads that you got while you were in, um, while you were pregnant with with Jasper? Well, I mean, the hormone thing. Um, and then, because I was saying, I kept saying like, oh, hormones are uh, everything. Are you being sensitive to everyone's energy? And then someone said, well, you're literally a portal, Sarah. Like, like everything's like attracted to you right now or whatever, you know. But I would do these. The main thing that, that I, the one that I love that I'm still like unpacking is um, this whole chakra thing, right? So like I would, I would pick a crystal like intuitively every evening or just sitting on the couch in the day, I would just um, intuitively like grab a crystal that I was drawn to and then ask my body where to place it. And so in the beginning, it was a lot of sacral chakra and then it moved up to solar plexus. Oh, I had a bunch of heart chakra stuff in the beginning too. 
Um, and I would do meditations to like work on those chakras, you know. Well, towards the end, when he started getting bigger, I felt all this like stuck, like trapped energy. It just felt like I could not clear the energy of my sacral chakra, you know, which is between your heart and your belly button. So um, I, I looked at, I was telling Terry, I was like, I think that like, I was like, I wonder where all my organs are going because your organs are associated with certain chakras. Um, and like where, you know, depending on where they're located or whatever. So like, if you have a, um, bladder thing, you know, that's, I think that might, that's either sacral or root, right? That's sacral, I think. Um, any, I don't know exactly, you know, I'm not, I don't have them memorized. I think it is the sacral chakra and you had, um, you were talking before about like your solar plexus and you had um, said sacral on accident. Then too, yeah. that one's the one that's below your, um, yeah. like between your rib cage and your belly button. Yeah. Yeah. The solar plexus is where I was feeling all the trapped energy though in the end. But like, I was like, okay, so all my organs are moving because he is growing. So my organs are making room for him. So that means my chakras are moving too, right? And I, I looked up the anatomy of a pregnant woman. So what I think happens is a lot of the hormones and the symptoms and everything that, that a woman goes through when she's pregnant, it's all sacral and solar plexus shit. Like most of it, you know, like I was having the heart chakra stuff and everything because, of course, your heart is opening to this. I mean, you're about to have a child. How could it not? But um I, the sacral and solar plexus are literally like pushed up under the heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of those organs are just shoved and it just felt like all like tied in knots, you know? So all this stuck energy there. And so I was eating a lot of like sweet potatoes and, you know, orange and yellow foods or whatever, bananas. Um, and then using a lot of crystals that help with those chakras, and it, it helped a lot of my symptoms too. Um, and a lot of like, cause I mean, that's your like motivation to do stuff chakra, you know, or your, um, well-being, you're finding pleasure in life, your, uh, feeling of safety and security and stuff all stem from those two chakras. And then after having him now, um, with the hormones, quote hormones, like detoxing, going back, regulating in my body or whatever, those two chakras are trying to go back to where they came from now. You know what I mean? And all this like old trauma stuff is, and that was kind of happening through my pregnancy. It's all like being released right now. It's all trying to find its way back through the tunnels or whatever. And um, I think that that is a lot of what women go through that six weeks after having the baby there's like a whole hormone, they call it the fourth trimester where she gets like, you know, you get depression and all the, you know, some people say that they cry when their baby cries and stuff like that. That's all sacral and solar plexus stuff coming back to realign. And I feel like I'm kind of getting a level up from it too, because I learned all these other rituals and stuff while I was pregnant to protect my energy and then did all these med. So like they should be clean after <laughs> like they should be good. They should be clear. You know what I mean? I feel like you have to have leveled up. Like Sarah, that's so much yeah. conscious work. Like you were conscious parenting. I know, I know you have another child, but while pregnant and I, I don't have kids myself, but I have tons of friends who do. And I don't know that I've met one person 
who has been that intuitively in tune with their their energy system and put that much dedication and love into them. So that's some fierce work that that oh, you've done. Thank you. I was going to touch on um, raising a conscious human, but if you have something to say before that, like, please, by all means. Oh, no. Um, like, I was going to say, whenever they, like these women that were saying they would cry when their baby cries, that's another thing, too. Like, he was, he lived, like, in my sacral chakra, you know, and so they cut that cord really fast, you know, we're still energetically connected. When he cries, I, I, okay, so when he would cry and then Terry would tend to him, right? Like I would be busy doing something or I would just be taking a break. For the first like week, it was really hard for me to hear him cry and Terry try to console him. And I think that's why a lot of women are like, just give me the baby. You're not doing it right. You know what I mean? And, and I, I stopped myself from doing that because he's, he does a great job, like great. But the reason that I think that it agitates women so much, I felt that every, when he cries, I feel it in my sacral chakra, like he's still there, you know, and then my heart chakra, I, cause I stopped one day. I was like, I feel like I'm having a trauma response to my baby crying and he can't console him. Like, what is going on in my body? You know, like, stop, Sarah, think about this. And I realized I could literally feel the energy in my sacral chakra the most. And then my heart chakra, you know, we just are energetically connected right there. You know, it's like when you have a cord with somebody. Well, and I think that there's no coincidence that like the sacral and solar plexus uh, chakras are all about like security and safety. Um, and those are the chakras that basically engulf that baby while you're pregnant with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could also add just kind of a little bit of a sidebar. Um, I've, I don't know if you guys get this visualization or not in like deep meditation. This, this happened to me on a medicine journey where I was sitting in a circle of people and at one point kind of at the peak of everything, I noticed a golden cord stemming from everybody's solar plexus, like right where their belly button was. And it connected every single person into the room. And it's almost like we have that umbilical connection, not just to our parents, but like literally to each other in an energetic sense. So I think it's pretty amazing that you're that keyed into how important that energy is and, and kind of just like how it like kind of links us up with each other. I actually have had an experience like that in my own meditation um, where I was receiving a solar plexus treatment, I guess you can say for lack of better words. And that's exactly what it was. It was like the energetic umbilical cord to the solar plexus chakra that had like expanded out of my body and engulfed my entire body so that I was wrapped in that yellow gold energy. And then it had connected to my solar plexus through that cord and during this meditation, all that energy went into my body through that cord until it was like a basketball sized um, ball of energy outside my body that I just like wrapped my arms around and then hugged it into my body, like the remainder of it. I thought that that was pretty interesting that we're all um, starting to see those kind of sinks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's like the cord cutting thing, too, because then when you're like dating someone and then, you know, you it's a horrible relationship and you guys break up and then you do that whole cord cutting ritual, you know, 100 percent. Totally. I didn't think about it that way, but that's totally what that is. That's so interesting. I know. I literally didn't think about that either. Holy cow. Mind blown. So how are you feeling now, Sarah? Like how three weeks in, how 
Um, how is Jasper? How are you? Uh, have you been receiving all the care that you need for yourself? I mean, I'm still going through the hormonal changes right now. You know, it's like a natural. I mean, I like cried one night, you know, like I I shared about this in the group too, like bed sharing, you know, but I was like, cause in the hospital days and that's part of that mother intuition shit too, because like trust it, you know, because when I was in the hospital, they were like, they had all this safe sleep stuff about the um, sudden infant death syndrome. And they had all this new research that like, it was parents sharing their bed with their kids or whatever. And they like scared the shit out of me to sleep with him. And, but I slept with my daughter, I breastfed her, you know, and I slept with her till she was almost a year old. And so I, I was shared about it in the group. And I was literally in crying that night. I was like, I was like, he's Terry's letting me get some sleep in the bed tonight. And he's out there with him. And every time I cry or he cries, it uh, makes me like want to go get, you know, and then I miss him right here. And I worry something's going to happen to him. And he's totally safe with his dad or whatever. And the, some of the women in the group were like bed sharing, like there are safe sleep ways, you know, to sleep with your child. And it's like biologically the way it should freaking be. Like, why are they telling people not to sleep with their children rather than, Hey, this is how you do it safely so that they, you know, don't die. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Yo, I have a thought on that. It was a post I saw on Instagram by somebody called the wellness therapist. And uh, she went on kind of a little bit of a diatribe about the whole rhetoric that you should isolate your child as an infant um, to let them sleep. And she was like, dude, that just sets people up to um, like, even as an infant, we're just expecting them to like pick themselves up by their bootstraps. What is that? Like, why aren't we having a bond with them why aren't we emotionally connected to them to me that like we're teaching infants that we're not going to be there for them exactly exactly it's teaching the infant that you have to earn like through screen like you know whatever whatever emotional distress and even then like because i uh my ex's brother um and his partner when they had their first child did the whole like let's let them cry it out we're not going to just like go to them when they're crying kind of thing and i was in the house for one of those experiences and it was the most uncomfortable situation I I, I, could, I could just hear this poor child this baby this infant who is helpless he- helpless we are absolutely like we're, we're little we can't do much and um it, it, it's just like why would we ever teach that and and then teach a child that they're they can't rely on comfort and support in that way it's just it's mind-blowing to me I couldn't agree more. Like I've been in a, an environment where it was a similar situation. And um, since we're on this kind of topic about like um, raising children and like what not like to do and what you shouldn't do because hello, everybody each their own. Um, but I wanted to ask Sarah about um, how she is viewing this situation or like her having a baby differently and raising it as a conscious human now that she is awake well you know i practice this with my daughter now too and my guides confirm it i mean i'm just here to as my job as his mom or our job as his parents are just to like protect him like keep him alive feed him you know what i mean and then like maybe show him some fun things about life and he he's 
he's here to teach me more than I can possibly teach him. So, and then a lot of like the, man, if you look up stuff about parenting, there's an argument for it. Like, you know, someone will say, do this. And then someone will say, no, don't do that because the, the, so I'm just going on intuition with the whole thing, you know, like my daughter just thanked me the other day for making her feel seen and heard for actually listening to her and, and explaining things to her and not expecting her to agree with me on everything. And that's like my whole vibe as a mom right there. Like that's you're going to be your own person, you know? I can't even tell you how much I absolutely love that. I know some of the things and I'm not going to get into personal things about like what is going on with like um, your daughter and stuff and some of the stuff that she's expressed to you. But like the fact that you're able to provide a safe environment and that she feels so safe to be able to come up to you and not only just talk to you, but like to be able to just be like, you like, I thank you so much for being able to do this for me. Like you're already like being able to like raise conscious humans. So like, that's just incredible. I, I just applaud you well. Yeah, thank you. You know, too, like one of the things that, and this is something I've told her, and it would be the same, it'll be the same with Jasper, like, because I'm a, I'm a, I was an addict. I know all the things that led me to addiction, like I, you know, all the shadow work I had to do and stuff to learn about. And so I, I pay attention to that. And, and it's kind of like one of my fears, like, I don't want my kids to do drugs, you know what I mean? But I told, well, or to become addicts really. Um, and I've told her this, I was like, if you like lose your virginity, you try drugs, whatever you can tell me, like you can talk to me and, and I'll, I'll, we'll talk about harm reduction and I might not like it. I don't want you to do that, but I would rather you come to me and I'm not going to tell anyone you're not going to be in trouble but we're just going to talk about like how you can explore your life safely <laughs> rather than, you know, end up like me. She knows my whole story, my whole addiction story. Like she knows because my mom raises her. She knows why. And so that's what I just have that transparency. That's one of the things, too, is just being your true self to your kids. Let them know that you fuck up too. And then to have honest conversations and understand that they are their own autonomous beings. Like they're going to have to go and, and explore and learn things too. I mean, you can try to guide them and, and, you know, hope that they don't do these things, but all we can do is, I mean, like my parents didn't tell me anything. Like I didn't learn any of the stuff besides what I learned on my own as far as that. I, I didn't even know that they had ever done a drug until I was already so into addiction, you know, and then it was like, oh yeah, we used to freebase Coke. <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me that? I could have, you could have taught me something, you know? How old is your other daughter? Or your, your other child, rather? She'll be 15, 15 on okay. the 5th of April, yeah. Right on. I'm so stoked that you can have, like, to have that feedback from a teenager specifically is pretty freaking awesome. Like, a lot of my clients have, have teens for kids, and uh, teenage years are very special. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so the fact that she can reflect back at you that she's feeling seen and validated I, I, is just wonderful, Sarah. I think that's amazing. Um, and kind of uh, want to shift shift gears just a little bit. Um, this is our, our resonate doesn't resonate segment of the podcast. So um, moving from kind of like the chakra and energy systems, ha have you heard us play this game before? Yes. All right. Are, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with astrology. Resonate. Mintaka. 
I have no idea what that is. Ooh, we'll have to talk afterwards, girl. It's it's all it's real cool. It has to do with uh the the Lyran Lyran uh Orion Wars. It's crazy. Anyway, how about twelve strand DNA? Resonates. Goetic demons. Resonates. Mount Shasta. Resonates. Orbs. Resonates. Harmonic convergence. Resonates. Gods and goddesses. Resonates. Light language. Resonates. And automatic writing. Resonates. Awesome. I would like to say that you won something, but you're already a winner. So yay. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> Cat on the back. My yes. <laughs> the biggest of winners. Yay, Sarah. <laughs> oh, Sarah, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Um, now, we are going to open up for questions in a little bit. But before we do that, I'm going to drop some woo news. Um, today's woo news is about cosmicism. Cosmicism is actually not new news. It's quite old news. <laughs> it is a Russian belief system that we come from the stars and that we are destined to return. This belief system sparked the la uh, launch of Sputnik. Therefore, cosmicism really sparked the space race. Furthermore, the Soviet cosmonauts in space they actually had an experience where they saw human faces as big as jet airliners. So the article says something occurred with the Soviet cosmonauts in this uh, Salyut 7 <laughs> that orbited the Earth on July 12, 1984. Several cosmonauts, I love this part, in brackets it says, not crazy people but highly educated, intelligent people, trained astronaut pilots, scientists, and even doctors. And then the quote says, what we saw were seven giant figures in the form of humans, but with wings and mist-like halos, um, as in the classic depiction of angels. The heavenly visitors, they said, followed them for about 10 minutes and then vanished as suddenly as they had appeared. However, 12 days later, cosmonauts... Um, they list a bunch of their names, but they're all Russian. So if you think I can pronounce them, that's funny. Um, anyway, um, who had just joined the others on the space station also saw the beings. And then they talked about how they could no longer dismiss this as a common hallucination because so many of them had seen it. Um, they were glowing, they reported. We were truly overwhelmed. There was a great orange light and through it we could see the figures of seven angels. So, um, yeah, that's uh, quite, quite the woo news. Yo, I hope that's what angels look like, because if TikTok is to be believed, they actually look fucking terrifying. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen like a literal depiction of I, maybe not the angel. Maybe it's more the archangels they're talking about. But holy crap, man, like Damien Eccles, who is kind of like a fucking boss, even talks about them looking deeply unsettling. So I don't know if maybe they're shapeshifters and maybe they can kind of like pop into consciousness in a way that is more, um, I guess, agreeable to us. But what, what a rad story. That's really interesting. Isn't it wild? Like, I mean, I had never heard of cosmicism before. And I'm like, this entire thing basically sparked the space race. Like, it's wow. <laughs> That's a really quick little side story because it just made me think of something. I had a dream when I was like, I don't know if I was in high school or if I just started college of this stream of like 
faces like they looked like human faces and there was this current of them like coming into the planet and another stream leaving so it was like this cosmic energy going in cosmic energy going out i feel like it was like people incarnating but now i'm starting to wonder if maybe it wasn't some kind of galactic angelic something or other isn't that just amazing i know that for me like i also had an experience one time when um i had some demonic entities in my bedroom as a child and um the only thing i knew how to do at the time being raised mormon was to pray and um I was actually taken off of this 3D plane and like taken to a blacked out room where I had a bunch of angels that came down and surrounded me and like placed their hands on my head and I could like feel the weight of them um, as this happened. So it was quite an experience. Anyway, <laughs> with all of that said, uh, we're going to open up questions from the audience. All right, Zach, did you have uh, a question you wanted to ask? Sarah, do you identify with any particular, like, galactic storyline? Um, not, not any in particular, no. I, don't, I haven't really looked all that much into that, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm still learning that stuff. It's just fun to think about, I feel like. And, you know, you talked about, well, I feel like it was mentioned. Oh, with the Mintaka stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Zach. Kelly, go ahead. Hi, Sarah. I just wanted to express my gratitude for you sharing your story and your bravery for, because I too had a child when I was, yeah, I was 20. And um, I am, it was kind of a traumatic experience and such. And so you being in your mid thirties and having a baby again, like really made me feel that maybe that's possible for me. Um, and so just, you're making it feel less scary for me. And I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Hey, and I highly recommend it at this age too. I really do. The pregnancy was harder on my body, but especially being conscious now, um, and and I, I'm I'm I have more patience. I'm wiser. Mm -hmm. Like it is so much more fulfilling now. It's I, I can enjoy it now. You know. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I do have I have teenagers and. Um, I appreciate how you were saying, you know, you just, you can try to guide them because I got one that's just like a fucking Bronco and I just <laughs> go, you know what, this is what society is deeming as important. And I just know that I can't, I can't make her do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so working out, you know, how do I, I, I guess that's one of the things I'm hacking where it's like, you just have to have like honor, honor each other. You can't lord over them. Yeah, exactly. Like they, Sometimes they, they, like they tried to do to us. Sometimes it's hard, easier said than done, too, though. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So, not not too woo of a question or whatever, but I just wanted to say thank you. Oh no, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Sarah, is there anything else you wanted to share with us? Oh, I think we covered pretty much all of it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on yeah. here. Though. This is great. Welcome. I love I love how y'all are doing this. By the way, y'all are doing a really awesome job. Love thank it. you, Sarah. It oh, looks like Zach you, might have one more question. I'm not sure, though. I just wanted to share my uh, appreciation for you being so open about your, like, addiction struggles and victory. And I just think that's so important in this uh, community and the world here thank and, you know, in the community just all the time. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad it helps others. That's why I do it. <laughs> Yeah, Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your, oh my God, I'm getting emotional saying this. Oh, I'm PMSing. Bear with me. You <laughs> you have been such just the, like such a heart, like such a heart space. Um, 
for the group. Like you've held so much space, you've offered so much in your own experience. And it means a lot to me personally, um, both your stories as a mom, as an addict, and just as a galactic being in a human meat suit. I, I'm really grateful for you. Oh, thank you. Now I'm going to get emotional. I'm hormonal too, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Literally, oh, we got to do something about this. How could I say anything more perfect than that to close out the show? So I'm literally not even going to add anything onto it other than ditto. Sarah, you know how much I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I am so, so grateful and honored that you would want to come and be a guest and allow me to uh, interview you. So thank you so very much. Oh, and thank, thank you, everybody you. else for coming and listening to us today. And I hope that you enjoyed the show. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Bye.